Well, all right. Welcome to Leanne's Voice Podcast, where I give tips and hints on how to speak with more confidence and power in your business or side hustle. And of course, you know that I've got loads more resources on my website, www.leannesvoice.com. And my love, my love, my love, please, can you like, subscribe, leave a review and also share this podcast with a friend who you know it's going to be a benefit to. Let's jump into this next podcast and I cannot wait to hear what you think. Hello Leanne, thanks so much for joining me today. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks, Paula. It's just really great to see you today. And uh, I'm really excited to speak to you. I'm really loving your background on this impulse. It's it's sparkly and gorgeous and colourful. (laughs) Mine's very boring. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. Leanne, could you tell us a bit about your work and what you do? Yeah, so I have my own voiceover and speaking coach business, which means it's in two parts. So the voiceover stuff is where I I describe my own voice as uh, ear candy, which means it's something that you like to listen to. Mm. So I use my voice as ear candy for those who like to listen to podcasts, audiobooks, meditation apps, radio promos and adverts, e-learning and explainer video type of things. So that's what I mainly do for the voiceover work for kind of external clients and things like that. And then in regards to the speaking coach side of my business, that's where I'll use my own speaking voice to help train women speak more effectively in business. Mm -hmm. And that could mean walking them through, coaching them through webinars, providing digital products like audiobooks, ebooks, audiobooks, templates and stuff on topics like how to develop a strong voice in the workplace or just in general, Mm -hmm. how to use storytelling techniques to be an effective speaker, how to say no effectively and not feel guilty and how to present yourself effectively in interviews with the strength of your voice because you know I found that as many women that I've worked with they look great on paper but when they go into the interview they just kind of do their own thumbs down so I work with women there are a few men who I work with but the majority of my client base is women in business or in corporate who want to be able to speak effectively in business or corporate fields. Oh, that sounds really excellent work. I've been really keen actually to speak to people who do voice coaching and speech and mm-hmm. it's um, an area of culture I've become quite interested in. I think because of making the podcast, I'm more in tune now to people's voices and things. And yeah. I'm also very aware that I am a 35 year old woman with the voice of a small child. So <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. So it's something I feel very conscious of, but I also don't really want to change who I am or how Mm -hmm. I speak. So um, I was quite keen to find your podcast because you deal with that sort of thing of how not to lose yourself. Yeah. There's quite a lot of stuff that we could get into there from your introduction to yourself. Yeah. So I'm really keen, if it's okay, to talk a bit about your podcast and the training that you do, because Mm -hmm. I think certainly in the pandemic, I've been speaking to so many practitioners who are saying, well, I've got these skills and knowledge, and I actually want to share that to help people. And so it's really great to find people like you. Would you be happy to tell us a bit about your podcast and that sort of work that you do? 
Yeah, definitely. So the podcast I really love because I just like to be able to share, obviously, my thoughts and feelings. But during the podcast, I've also doubled up with some other experts as well to hear their focus and stuff. So it's like a double whammy podcast. You can sometimes hear me by myself talking, then you'll hear other conversational pieces. So it's a bit of both. Mm -hmm. Mainly the podcast is to be like if you're ever at the gym and you're running and you're like, I want to learn at the same time rather than hit my good Spotify music list. It's something that can help train you and you can things that you can actually practically do that day while I'm talking etc so mm-hmm. like some of the ones that I've kind of there's one that I really really am excited to when that one goes live that's going to be next week or so it's um with a lady who I've done a conversational podcast with and she talks about her name is Marissa Bailey Clements and she talks about the imposter syndrome now that can happen in many areas of life mm-hmm. but particularly when you have to speak on a zoom call do training or you've got to make that phone call or you're going to go for an interview so she talks but often people can feel fearful of speaking or what they're about to say because they get an imposter syndrome in their mind and she gives a really great technique on the podcast and she's got more obviously on her own website on Instagram about you need to name and shame the imposter syndrome Mm. so she calls her imposter syndrome all those negative thoughts Linda so when Linda pipes up and says oh you can't do that she's like oh Linda what evidence you have show me why I can't do this tell me show me all the evidence and of Mm. course Linda is an imposter isn't she so she doesn't have any evidence she's just all smoke so then that's how you can shout down Linda or call your imposter whatever name you want whether it's a girl name boy name whatever it is so she calls it that and then so she goes head to head with Linda in her own mind and then that's how she's able to get over that kind of imposter feeling and a lot of times people feel that they can't speak but they actually can but their first stage is their mind that's where they need to speak loudest first Mm. and she tips on a little bit of that because that's why some people you know that they sound nice when you talk to them on a one-to-one or a small group setting but when it gets that big numbers 10 20 hundred thousands etc they're like oh no the numbers it's gonna be it's gonna too many people gonna hear me stumble and mumble and stuff but that's when Linda's talking too loud you know so really great speakers have been able to speak effectively in their own mind first before it comes out of their mouth and that's where the training comes in what is your own mind saying about what you can do because with the voice you hear it Okay, so your listeners hear it once just from what comes out of your mouth, but you hear it twice because you hear it within your head, then you hear it out. Mm. And so you may think, I don't, some people are like, I don't like the sound of my voice. It's because you're hearing the inside one, mm. not just the one that's coming out. Other people only hear the other one that comes out, which goes through sound waves through your ears, rings in, and then goes in secondary voice or second sound that your voice produces. So that's why some people are like, I don't like the sound of my voice on the phone or such and such, because you hear its primary sound first inside. And that's not always how it sounds when it comes out, mm. transmits into someone's ear. Yeah, I think in regards to skin, it goes back a stage when it goes into the mindset first, which is with a lot of stuff. You'll see like great athletes, like, you know, people like my, one of my favorites, Usain Bolt, like, yes, he can run. But if he didn't tell himself that he believed he's the fastest and the greatest, not once, not twice, but three times over, he would never really have won all of those golds and medals mm. and stuff because he actually told himself first he's going to win. And then he just showed everyone else that him and his own mind had a conversation about, mm. you know, so that's what I really notice when you look at people who really achieve stuff. They tell their own mind something first then they deliver gosh yeah that's um a really amazing way of thinking about it I various guests have talked about imposter syndrome on the podcast and Mm -hmm. that's a totally different way of thinking about it that's fascinating definitely yeah Yeah, definitely I'd never heard it like that before Mm -hmm. and when she said it I was like wow (laughs) (laughs) yeah 
Gosh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to hearing that then. I mean, that's the thing, isn't it? Because so much about our voice, it's not just about the voice. It's not just about how it sounds, but it's Mm -hmm. that thinking process and the mindset before it Mm -hmm. even comes out. So there's so much more work to do. You can have Mm -hmm. all the training in the world to sound Mm -hmm. a certain way, but if your mind's not in the place where you need it to be. Yeah. Because you get into loads of different areas like that about mindset and confidence. Definitely. It is definitely everything, whether it's speaking, losing weight, learning to drive, going to the shops, it all starts off in the mind. That's where the real work happens. Everything else was already what your mind convinced it can do. And then the practical application of things. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you coach people, is it yeah. so there's those barriers mentally to get over, but then mm-hmm. do you have clients that want to actually change their voices? You know, what what kind mm-hmm. of training is it that mm-hmm. you would do with people? Yeah. So there's often a range. So I'll have people who want to do speaking coaching where they just want to have more confidence and strength in the voice that they have. Mm-hmm. And so they want to be able to naturally go through a business negotiation do a training or a meeting so those are kind of like your speaking coaching people mm-hmm. and then there's another group of people on my client list who are very keen to do accent reduction and accent softening work now those are two different things mm-hmm. so accent softening work would be someone like for yourself where you've got yeah, an accent yeah. and I will train you to soften the way how you pronounce certain words so they may imitate more of someone with a London accent or mm-hmm. A Liverpool accent or a Spanish accent. So we will train the way how you move your mouth, your lips, and the way you breathe when mm. you speak, so we can soften something. So that's accent reduction, just so you can articulate more to sound like you're from a different region. So that's that's kind of accent softening. So you can sound like you, but mm. just soften. If you may say something in a sharper way, just soften that a little bit, sharpen it here, etc. That's accent softening. But then accent reduction would be to remove your accent totally, often like what you see famous actors do. Mm-hmm. So a key one would be Idris Elba so he's a born and bred Londoner from East London as well so it's got a little twang on the way he naturally speaks but you'll see him in other shows and movies where he's got an American accent so he's had vocal training where he's been trained to remove the English accent and replace that with American English articulation and an accent etc so those are the different types of clients that I can work with in regards to accent work I'm not really a fan of accent reduction unless you're trying to do it for a movie mm. or you need it for a particular song, etc. Because some people can have an accent maybe from, I don't know, from Asia, but when they sing, they sound American mm. because they have learned how to imitate an American accent through singing. But when they speak, it's slightly different. I'm not a fan personally of accent reduction because I feel that your accent represents who you are, Mm. where you were born, what you've learned at school, your fun, you know, all of that stuff. I feel that your accent is as unique as like your fingerprint. So I'm not really a huge fan of accent reduction unless it's for a particular purpose. I don't really like to work with clients who say, I need to reduce my accent. I don't want to sound like I'm from Asia. I need to sound like I'm a born and bred Londoner so I can get this job. That's not really what I would advise because Mm -hmm. you're not even really being yourself. Mm -hmm. Then you're Mm -hmm. fighting against your own mind once again, because your mind knows I'm from this particular area, but my mouth says I'm from London, you know, so slightly, you don't want to live in conflict within your own mind. So I'm happy to work with people who want to do that for movies or for a song etc but um, I enjoy the accent softening clients because mm. I can understand they just want to sound more articulate mm. you know because there could be some clients I work with 
from Chennai, some from even from France, just the articulation of some of the words. So there's a lady from France who I worked with and she would say the word. So the word cloves, mm. she would say cloves, cloves. <laughs> so it's just things like that, just soften it. And this is not just her, this is other French clients that I've worked with. So the word money, she would say money, which is mm. like money the painter mm-hmm. so I would always say you painting you painting that much money you painting just to let her start to trigger that mm-hmm. she needs to make sure she say money like cash money rather than Monet like the painter mm-hmm. so just things like that those are little techniques just to soften the accent so she still sounded very French mm-hmm. but she was softening the accent so that she can be more clearly understood to a British English audience who where she was going to go and transact business to mm-hmm. Fascinating. Yeah, I'm really glad you picked up an accent there because I did want to throw in that elephant in the room with mine, you know, because living in England and being a Northern Irish person, you know, I have done a lot of that softening that you're talking about that my normal accent would sound more like this and I talk dead fast, you know what I mean? So I have really slowed down, I've mellowed it, I've softened it quite a lot. So um, it's really cool to hear you talk about that, but also to say that it's so much a part of our identities. It's so much part of where we're from and everything and you carry it with you and I know a lot of people who have erased it quite a bit yeah which I think is a bit sad yeah me too yeah so that's really encouraging and positive Mm -hmm. it's brilliant yeah definitely definitely yeah because I heard the difference when you just shifted so like when you go back home with your family and friends do you just go back straight back back yeah Yeah. because it's so much (laughs) easier to talk in that way you don't have to think so much you can just reel it off and stuff it's just so much easier on your brain as well definitely yeah but yeah so much of it is about being an effective communicator Mm -hmm. so we will I think there's nice studies in linguistics where you look Mm -hmm. at that people just will naturally without any training really without having to be told will just do those sorts of things or slow down or pronounce Mm -hmm. things more just because they know that the person they're speaking with is maybe a speaker of a different language or whatever the situation is that it calls for I think a lot of us naturally do that but there are people who don't and maybe need a bit of help so it's all really fascinating areas of I think culture and looking at how we even communicate with each other yeah yeah on the likes of your podcast you Mm. tend to get guests who talk about a wide range of stuff so you've mentioned that Mm -hmm. before you get a lot of insight not just from the UK but from the likes of the USA as well and I was wondering if you pick up on differences in diction and Mm -hmm accent and presentation and Mm -hmm. just all the manner of things you know how do we perform our voice through our bodies and that sort of stuff is there anything in that area that you'd like to speak about yeah so in regards to presentations Mm. thing yeah so recently I've been talking a lot about presentations kind of like online versus the offline what we used to do and things because often in like in this new normal a lot of things are online and so you're only being viewed on this small screen and things like that and before you can have the benefit of someone's body language you can hear that there's humor in their voice because sometimes if the connection's not great or the wi-fi is you know chipping out it starts to you know stunt what it is that the person's saying and things Mm -hmm. so 
definitely with presentations um, online, which it seems like it's going to be for a longer term than what we thought. Mm. We thought we'd all be back in business by September, but it's not so. <laughs> We've got to have a bit more patience. Definitely with presentations, I think it depends on where you're going to present. I don't like a finely re- rehearsed or heavily practiced okay. presentation mm. because it really locks in the person because you've got to be able to know the material Mm. and bespoke it for the people who are listening. So you could have the same material, go to teenagers, go to women in their 30s, go to Canary Wharf with investment bankers and go to a care home. You've got the same material, but you know how to bespoke it, etc. So Mm -hmm. to fine tune it, bring in different jokes, bring in an example that's relatable to the audience stuff. So I do agree with practice makes not perfect, but progress. Mm -hmm. Practice makes you feel comfortable with what you're going to say so that when you're actually going to go and deliver it, you're like, okay, I know I'm going through these three points. I'm going to do an introduction, a middle and an end and then send in a freebie. But I don't like it when it's too fine tuned because what I always advise against is obviously people who write down their notes word for word Mm -hmm. should be just kind of like the bullet points because if you know your stuff and you're an expert in this stuff no one you don't need to practice that'd be like someone saying oh I need to write the names of my children down just in case I forget them you'll (laughs) always remember that it's in your heart and if it's something that you're talking about obviously at work and stuff you might be doing the quarterly stats the numbers and figures you probably need to have written down but the qualitative information the story behind all those numbers just be familiar with it but not have it memorized Mm. because if you go then someone's distracted someone's on the phone your shoes are hurting you all of that kind of memory game and it just kind of all goes out the window and stuff so I think talk like you're talking to your friends mm-hmm. obviously engage it if you're in a professional format one but be very friendly because people everybody wants a friend whether you're going to speak as the lecturer or the professor everybody wants that friendly voice you know to tell them even if it's the toughest information mm-hmm. it needs to be done in love you know yeah so yeah don't memorize your stuff word for word be fully aware of it and the mm-hmm. points, but don't memorize it because that locks you in. And mm-hmm. then if you have to deviate, you're like, oh my gosh, this is where the fear comes in. Okay. You've got that flexibility. You need flexibility mm-hmm. when anything. It's a moving, moving wheel. It's constantly on the move when you do talks or training or meetings and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's that fine line between being quite personable or mm. coming across as perhaps a bit robotic and yeah because I think yeah. yeah I think probably if you if you've rehearsed it so much that it's by rote it doesn't mm. sound like you mean it necessarily yeah and you can't fool people people can hear when you're being mm. a robot because if they try and intercept and you're like oh I've lost my train of thought mm. <laughs> yeah but you were you, you haven't lost your train of thought because you were reading off the notes and that you know kind of thing so it's not genuine, like what you're saying. It's not genuine for someone to just read off. I mean, if you're just reading off some, just email me the notes and I won't show up. Quite simple. <laughs> Let's save each other all the time. You know, so stuff like that. Because I'm, I'm here to hear you, to hear what does your mind think, to hear what does your heart think about this particular mm. topic. I mean, some topics, not much heart in it, you know, but, you know, that's what I want to hear from you. I don't want to hear that you're very good at memory games. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's not a game show. Yeah. Okay. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. You mentioned earlier that you tend to have mainly women clients. Mm. So I was wondering if you'd like to talk a bit about that. I feel like I'm in these conversations all the time because I listen to a lot of feminist podcasts and Mm. stuff. So it's normal to me to talk about uh, you empowering women and women Mm -hmm. in workplaces and things. But I I don't know if all of my listeners would be into them to the extent that I am. So Mm -hmm. I was wondering if you would like to talk about, well, why do you focus on women so much? And is Mm -hmm. there particular problems with, not problems necessarily, but do women Mm -hmm. encounter more issues with voice and what thoughts and observations would you have on that? 
Yeah, so I've often found that women in the workplace uh, don't always feel confident to speak up, particularly about when it's stuff about salary negotiation or mm. trying to negotiate a fee. Um, like a man will conflict go in there and say, yeah, I need 120k for that job. And the lady would be like, oh, no, can I ask for that? Because, you know, I've just got married. There's likely I'm going to. She's got different mm-hmm. um, reservations in her mind. She's going to go, can I ask for that? I've just got married. Me and my husband are planning children. Then I know I'm going to be off for maternity. Then I know they're going to pay me for my... There's all these different, different woes and woes and woes and things that come in. But a man's that confident as if, like, I'm the best you've, you're going to get. And if you don't pay me that, you're not just, you're not going to get this. Ladies don't. Some ladies who I've worked with, they don't always come with that idea. It's that hashtag, you know, like, know your worth. Mm-hmm. So you need to know your worth so you can go and tell people this is how much it's going to cost you. This is your investment in me if you want me there for a year or however long. Whereas men are quite confident in that because women can sometimes be in and out of the workplace because of often childcare. And then the other side of the spectrum, when you've got aging parents who mm. can become ill as well, it's often the woman that has to change her work schedule so that she can attend to aging parents. It's not always you hear that a man's like, oh, I'm going to be off for the year. I'm going to take the paternity leave. Or you hear that a man's mum is ill and he's going to work half day, etc. So he can be with it. You know, you don't or often, it does happen. But you don't often hear that mm. the impact on a man's working lifestyle and I've just found that the women that I've worked with who've who've I've had my client base on it can often be women who may have come from a different industry because that's where lack of confidence can come where someone may have come from could be coming from an education industry mm-hmm. moving into selling cakes online very fantastic cakes but because they feel that that gap in between it's, it seemed like it's not a relatable to industries how can they confidently ask for such and such money and then other people have been in the industry for 10 or 15 years and I'm like it's not how long you've been in the industry it's the quality of what you produce because someone could have been in the cake industry for 10 years they produce a wedding cake looks like that someone could have been doing it for a year and they produce a fantastic one with engineered electricals and lights and stuff it's about the quality that you produce so I really do feel that I mean that is quite obvious there's a pay difference between men and women in certain industries and stuff but that's slowly changing which is great but there's often been this deficit between men and women and I and empower women so that they can feel strong in what they've got to say because women have a lot of value to add women can see different things in the workplace that men don't see mm-hmm. they've got this kind of all-rounder looking thing where some men are quite tunnel vision depending on what the industry and on the goal whereas women are like okay this is the goal what about these other mitigating factors that's why it's great to have a woman in your team and I really respect um I remember when Barack Obama put his cabinet ministry together there were a lot of women featured mm-hmm. in that mm-hmm. usually it's quite male dominated one or two women here and there but there was a heavy presence of women there so he knew he could understand the benefit of having this type of extra eyes on what the project you're trying to do so and that women may feel hesitant to explain why they're going to add this much value mm-hmm. why they're going to be able to do this and not just was linked to money but just the value that they can bring mm-hmm. is second to none you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was thinking from a technical point of view as well, a few years ago, I read up on scholarship in sound studies Mm -hmm. that um, identified that microphones are, Mm -hmm. this is a massive surprise to everybody, are calibrated to men's voices. Yeah, yeah. Um, Because they have the grain that, you know, cis women wouldn't have. And I was wondering if you've ever encountered, because now we're in this world, as you've pointed Mm. out, where so much of our communication is being done like this via screens and via microphones and things. I was wondering if that's now become 
an extra area that you're having to compensate for in work with women clients? What microphones are good to amplify us and make our voices sound good? And how do we want to sound? And do we want to try and have a radio voice? And do we want yeah. to, <laughs> do you know? Um, yeah. With microphones, they can do different stuff yeah. and different voices sound different on a microphone. So say, for example, the main one that I record on is uh, a Rode microphone and it's like a front facing one. Some people have top facing ones or all rounder ones, etc. The way how I sound on that Rode may be different with, from another woman who sounds mm-hmm. on it. So with microphones, I've always highly suggested that it's best to test them out because different voices pick up differently on different microphones. I think if you just get one that makes you sound like who you are, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. which could be any, could be the Sennheiser, it could be the Newman. There's so many that you can choose from. It's like Christmas it is. Mm-hmm. And I think it's best to test them out if you can, because I have been to like uh, music shops where they've got them all out oh, and right. then you can actually test them and hear how you sound on them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's the best way to pick a microphone. That's what I found for me personally. And that was advice that I was given from my voiceover coach. You just really mm-hmm. test them out. Mm-hmm. Here I sound. Yeah, mm-hmm. cool. On one of your podcast episodes that I was listening to, you talked a bit about, I think it was with a guest, you talked a bit about connections between the voice, but also somebody's visual presentation. So how they look mm-hmm. and, and maybe body language and that sort of thing as well. Um, yeah. And I was wondering if you had anything, any comments on that too, mm-hmm. you know, like can our voice, can it facilitate uh, or be facilitated by how we present ourselves you know how how we look in our bodies or faces or whatever yeah definitely like body language and how and how you dress for whatever environment you're just speaking is very very it needs to be in support of what's coming out of your mouth you know so if you're gonna go and speak to five-year-olds and go and do story time on a Friday it'd probably be more advisable to wear something colorful something that they'll be attracted to or something that they'll think oh I know that jumper or things like that for five-year-olds something that's colorful engaging and bright and that will go along with like this person looks friendly I like this person they wear my favorite color I'm going to listen to them so that kind of what you're wearing kind of helps form this friendship or this speaking friendship quicker Mm -hmm. than only relying on what you say and I really do think with what you're wearing should be something that not saying you're dressing for the audience you're actually dressing for yourself Mm. so yourself can feel comfortable but something that will support what you're saying and the audience will see as okay she's an expert in say for example as a makeup girl she's an expert in makeup girl she's got the right clothes on she's got the makeup on she's got the Instagram look that type of thing but it must also be comfortable for you because it's the worst thing when you need to go to a team meeting Mm -hmm. go and do a presentation or go and do a zoom and you just don't like your top your shoes are hurting you and your trousers are too tight it's, it just offsets you and it doesn't let you use your whole mind's capacity on delivering delivering mm-hmm. delivering from what you need to say body language is really key and um, yes in this new normal but even more so when you do the face-to-face things because people can tell when you're not interested mm-hmm. they can see it in your in your expression like there was one guest I spoke to and uh, we talked about networking and um, how it was done previously when you go to an event. Now a lot of it's online. And just even this simple thing to be aware of in body language, when you're speaking to someone, you're face to face. What lets you know if you have that person's full attention is not just their eyes, not just their body looking at it's their feet. Hmm. because people's feet will point to where they want to go. So mm-hmm. if they're fully engaged, their feet will be looking at you. 
if they've got bored of what you're saying, the feet will slowly turn because they want to move. Their face and shoulders may be looking at you, but the feet have kind of said, Mm. I'm out of there, you know? So those are the type of little tendencies that you'll see in body language and things. And other things that you'll see kind of in this new normal in regards to body languages. Some people are not hands people. They're not got the jazz hands. So that doesn't mean that they're not interested in what you're saying. But kind of things to really build rapport and friendship is to smile, to nod, and to kind of give thumbs up and all these type of things. Not like you're like a five-year-old school teacher and stuff, but, you know, just to, um, because it's much more difficult to engage your listeners full attention through a zoom Mm -hmm. or just through a podcast because that body language that sound that kind of movement and things that's all part of the communication what the struggle is now is that we've got say like for example it's 100 communication you've got the eye contact you've got the body language then you've got the sound you're only working with 30 percent now and you've got to build everything through this tiny 30 percent window Mm -hmm. to build trust i'm an expert listen to me engage all of these different things with just this small bit of sound or this small square challenges (laughs) I was uh, wondering as well if it's okay to ask you a bit about your voiceover work because that's Mm -hmm. quite cool I've never I don't think I've ever met a voiceover artist before Mm -hmm. so I was wondering if you would talk us through a bit of what that entails yeah so everyone gets into this voiceover industry through so many different avenues it's not like you know being a doctor you must go to college go to university then you do your residency then you go off into the hospital it's not so structured you can get into so many different avenues so my one is I remember years and years just growing up people say Leanne you've got a nice voice you should do something with it I didn't quite know what that meant and stuff so 2016 when I set up the business I was I'm going to do voiceover that was just what I was going to focus on then I realized that speaking coaching was actually a growing industry that people kept asking Mm -hmm. me for help but in regards to the voiceover stuff the stuff that I do um, I'll often get contacted online on Instagram wherever wherever they've heard my voice and they'll say okay I've heard your voice and can you read this script for me so you may give like an audition piece so say for example so one I did for Adidas they sent me the scripts I get to read them through check that I'm okay with it with the wording and the tone and if if I actually sound right with the voice Mm -hmm. with the script because sometimes they'll pick one or two or three people Mm -hmm. but they'll hear your audition your demo tape which is kind of like your audio cv Mm -hmm. so it's got a range of all the different styles of work that you can do um so then they'll hear that and they're like okay I like the sound and tone and pace of this voice we'll ask her to read our particular script and see if she can really pop it you know so you may be competing against yourself and other few who's going to go into the second round so with adidas i read the script they said it sounds great they gave me some direction of where they wanted different push and lifts and stuff Mm. and then everything's done remotely so this kind of new normal has been my normal for ages so I've never Mm. met any of these clients like face to face and stuff so I was emailed through an agency to have the Adidas script did the recording I sent it over to them their engineers their side will edit it put it towards lay it on the video and then I'll just see the end product and stuff so yeah it can be quick it can be long some of them even though you think it's like a it's like a three minute read that can actually take more than an hour because you've got yeah you've got to read it change this change this take out this all of this the editing behind it and stuff that can take time and then it's the pickups meaning the the reruns that they want can you edit this bit can you say this word again change it so it's not just it's not not just like oh it's only a two minute advert takes so much longer to put that all together because of the length of time you've got to do and even though like you see as a three minute advert Mm -hmm. I probably could have taken 20 minutes because when I say each line I put a space Mm -hmm. in between and that helps with editing and stuff like that things like that so 
that was what I did for Adidas. And then you just see the end product if you do. Some of the stuff are private things with non-disclosures on. So it doesn't mm-hmm. go out into the public realm, even though it's your voice is for mm-hmm. internal use only. One I did for the Landscape Institute. That one was a really great one. That was to mm-hmm. encourage more women into the landscape business. So that was an advert. You see them all kind of going off to college and stuff and university. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I did the voice over on that. And so I was just emailed by an ex- that was that time was the explainer video the production the video production company um they asked about if you can do this piece of work and I was like yeah it seems like a great project and then I see the copy version on YouTube and that said there's so many different ways how you can use it right now I'm working on a kind of like a meditation app but not really like not the kind of slow kind of put you to sleep one but the more like I'm your kind of coach meditation kind Mm. of kind of self-care kind of thing working on that and then it works in so many different ways. I've done radio adverts where they'll send me the flyer. So I've got to make up something from the flyer. So mm-hmm. like, so stuff like that. Um, usually I'll get a script to read. Uh, then we'll go for it. And I say, this must be the final version. Any more changes will be chargeable and stuff like that. Yeah, it's all been done just remotely. But with the voiceover stuff, it's really something you need to, if you think you want to do it, try it. Don't think you're going to be like this huge celebrity and stuff like that. But <laughs> get lots of training because your voice that you sound like may not be one that's selling at the moment may not be one that people are buying Mm. so you need to know where does your voice fit are you good for animation can you do adverts have Mm. you got the bass voice can you do audio books because there's so many different parts Mm -hmm. of voices so I mainly do like radio adverts explainer videos meditation app podcast but there's other people of my friends they only do animation uh mm-hmm. some of them only do adverts and promos others only do audio books and radio plays so there's mm-hmm. so many different niches that you can do it depends on the sound of your voice and definitely getting training and coaching because I have a trainer and voiceover coach um and he gives lots of advice about the sound how to refine it and stuff mm-hmm. and just point him into the right area of where I should be trying to book work mm-hmm. where my because you can book work anywhere but more niche area the more niche you go it's probably easier for you to focus your skills okay. I would say mm-hmm. okay and um, I was going to ask you if your setup if your arrangement for this work had changed at all but are, are you set up with a, a home studio sort of thing anyway or yeah uh-huh. yeah so I set up a home studio I, I got it made myself because I'm quite tall so the ones that were out and about they didn't look pretty they didn't really have my favorite color and couldn't really do that you know move how I want to move when I talk so I had one built for me so yeah home studio is a must if you want to go pro as a voiceover writer because there's always studios you can book in if you just need to do a certain recording so there's all studios in central London so I've had work from other clients where they don't want to release the script uh, for an email they want it to be going through one secure location mm-hmm. to protect it and you'll go off to a studio that they've booked and you go there the script is in front of you you read it and then you leave and you don't get anything else right. so definitely I've had I've done work in a studio depending on the client's needs but all of it majority of it 95% of it is at home wow. on my home home studio definitely mm. but you don't need this I was talking to my cousin about that you don't need like a huge home studio you need to have a recording area mm-hmm. and that could mean in, there's so many ways you can do it that could mean in your wardrobe sitting inside mm. your wardrobe because all those clothes and stuff they mm. really reduce the sound or you can sit on your bed throw the quilt over your head 
and record that way because the courts are really good at, mm-hmm. you know, condensing the sound. And you can't record in the bathroom because there's no way you can stop the bounce <laughs> noise. But in a cupboard, in a closet, in your wardrobe, with a thick court on your head, those are very good. Or if you've got thick curtains on the window, mm. you can, you like, like, you know, in those posh hotels, and they've got those huge, thick <laughs> curtains. Those are really good to do it. Really, really good. <laughs> you know so you can start anywhere and you can even order acoustic tiles from amazon Mm. put them up in a corner or you can get like the there's like a shield one you can get so if you don't have a home which is permanent could be renting or you just don't have a space or when your child goes to sleep you use their play area you can get a microphone and a recording shield etc put that up and go for it Mm. you know so it doesn't have to be this fixed thing so that when family come over for sunday dinner they're like oh i'm sitting by the microphone eating no (laughs) is you can you can have it movable you can definitely have it movable so yeah that's good it seems like um an industry in which you can survive in this brave new world (laughs) for a while definitely (laughs) great stuff do you have any punchy tips for how can I have my voice heard more effectively for a range of situations you know yeah yeah I think for sure how to have your voice heard in a number of situations is to get someone to listen to you first because mm-hmm. some people think they sound great or some people think they don't sound great but when they get an actual ear that can listen to them and say okay when you say these words you could just slow down mm-hmm. you can be a bit more punchy and what I find as well I know I'm always talking about talk 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 speak 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 but some of the ways you can actually get your voice heard is actually stop speaking and just listen Mm -hmm. what's happening in the environment so you'll hear what your audience wants or what the current conversations are then you'll be able to formulate in your mind okay I need to ask this question Mm -hmm. or come with this response so if you've heard that people are saying oh there's no cold food or water drugs in the office etc you can come and say you know what I've been able to negotiate a contract for the cold war I've heard that the people are complaining so I've been able to negotiate this contract I'd like to put it on the procurement list can we go for this come so you've already kind of heard the need it's kind of like Mm -hmm. doing the research before so you can speak effectively before you get into that environment and stuff mm-hmm. so be very punchy yeah the thing about practice you know I don't say I don't think people should memorize stuff no it's not a maths test it's not doing your times tables practice things you can be comfortable with them so it feels natural get someone to listen to you so they can hear how you sound because you may be too critical on yourself rather than what your listeners actually are mm-hmm. so that's really helpful I also think as well that if you're not sure how you look record yourself set up a Facebook live page and invite one or two friends who may not be your besties but some type of people you could have mm-hmm. met in a speaking group on Facebook let them watch you ask mm-hmm. them for their thoughts what do they think you can improve that's a really good one mm-hmm. uh, record into your phone send yourself your own WhatsApp voice notes and just mm-hmm. hear how do you sound and things like that I think that's really key and read out loud daily because a lot mm-hmm. of times as an adult I don't know why we don't read out loud daily when we're a small child and we're learning to read we're reading at home in bed we read out loud it's exciting but it's like when you get older it's like you must turn into this adult professional and only read in silent you know silent mode and that really stops you from getting comfortable with your voice so those who who don't like listen to their own voice I say read out loud for 10 minutes Mm. read a book a blog you know your whatsapp messages just read them out loud get comfortable with your own voice you know so i think that would really be key because some people think they don't sound good but they do Mm. it's just that they're not used to hearing their voice out loud that's fantastic advice Anne. thank you for that i would second that reading out loud definitely Mm. um i find quite early on in lockdown Mm. i was actually struggling to read anything at all and i find that if i just sat and read it out loud i actually concentrated on it yeah yeah 
and then it, it doubled up as a bit of practice for doing this as well so yeah, yeah. I would definitely back you up on that one definitely it really it really helps reading out loud and um, particularly if it's a good book that's written very well with the punctuation mm-hmm. because if you're someone that when you read out loud you have to obey those pronunciation pronunciation marks because mm-hmm. that helps you to learn how and when to breathe because some people are not speaking effectively because they have they don't really breathe correctly some people yeah. just breathe in through the nose they don't use the mouth so the diaphragm's not engaged so when I have clients like that I'll often advise them which is what I do myself I say start going swimming because swimming is one where you can learn how to breathe effectively if you can breathe effectively and train your lung and your diaphragm in a pool of water you can do it even more effectively out in the dry Mm. air so that's one thing that I don't know if any coaches are advising that but that's what works for me Mm -hmm. start training how to not just swimming like that but you know proper (laughs) head in like that (laughs) like you're a pro in the Olympics that type of swimming where you're training yourself to breathe because that really strengthens your lungs and your diaphragm Mm. and that's why I think a lot of people struggle where they say I can't speak for 10 minutes because your lungs and your stomach and your vocal cords are weak because they're not Mm. trained effectively so if you start training yourself how to breathe properly by doing swimming or even like when you jog start singing out loud because that works you know you're doing Mm. an activity and you're singing so you're opening up this lungs capacity do those things or just going for a walk singing out loud with your headphones on whatever that trains it so you're going to strengthen it because some people don't think they can't speak well it's actually the underlying tools that they don't have strength in Mm. there's a lot behind it with the voice there's a lot there's a lot behind it gosh that's really fascinating stuff yeah yeah definitely yeah brilliant definitely Um, is there any other area of your work that we haven't covered that you would like to point out yeah yeah definitely so Every month, I usually try to have a different theme okay. of, um, of what I want to teach. So over these last few months, kind of July and August time, I've been had up one of my new courses, which is called How to Use Storytelling to Become an Effective Speaker. Mm-hmm. And that kind of taps into kind of, you know, great speakers like, you know, Oprah Winfrey, Matthew McCoy, Joanna Lumley. She is very smooth. Mm. Dame Judy Dench, mm-hmm. all these type of ladies, Michelle Obama. Um, so these people are very good at the way they speak. And it's not just because because their voices are all totally different. So it can't be because, oh, because she's got a nice voice, that's why she's a good speaker. Mm. No, pull it back. These people use storytelling techniques like they know how much time to use. They know when to use dramatic pauses. They know when to speed up, have jokes, have tears, etc. These are all techniques that are used when you're growing up, when you're reading stories as a child or at school. They all have these different types type of um, techniques in the story Mm -hmm. built into them to build suspense to build engagement and those are the techniques that we've learned as a small child we still need to use as an adult when we speak because that's how you engage a person's Mm. attention if you can engage a seven-year-old eight-year-old reading a book even more so you've got to build those techniques smooth them out a bit use those for adults when you're speaking so in the course I go through different techniques and and relate them back to these kind of one some of my favorites who I like to speak and just to learn how to engage someone when you speak it could be on a one-to-one on a date five people are training me in it could be a conference just learning those techniques so that's on my website www.leansvoice.com and on the speaking tip shop page and then you'll see like all the different digital products I have and I'm always having different things that I've got a newsletter that comes out each week I'm sending out information about how different tips on how to speak more effectively I think 
the most recent one was about are you looking after your money maker mm. and your money maker is your voice mm. and like some people are like I've got a sister she's a primary school teacher and she'll every year for sure she'll get laryngitis she'll yeah. lose her voice and stuff and that's an indicator that's like the end extreme of not really looking after your voice and that can happen to anybody particularly if we're getting into this season of on top of coronavirus flu season and the mm. cold season and stuff so it's I give lots of different tips and techniques of how to look after your voice because if you don't have a voice to even talk on to the phone and stuff you're often very limited I know we're in a text messaging just lifestyle now but if you can't speak you really do feel limited you know mm -hmm. so I go through um that's on my newsletter I give each week so I'd love people to join if they want to oh, hear brilliant. from me and my podcast is out every single Tuesday and then I always release a new course something in regards to speaking it's always under the umbrella of speaking but this month's current theme is using storytelling to be an effective speaker mm. so I really love people people to check that out definitely I do loads more stuff as well ebooks <laughs> audiobooks but I don't want to kind of bring out a shopping list but those are the key <laughs> things that are happening right now yeah oh that's awesome thanks yeah I'm quite curious about audiobooks too but yeah it's only if you want to <laughs> get into yeah. that right now <laughs> uh, yeah. I, won't, I won't make you <laughs> yeah I love audiobooks uh -huh. um I find that you need a lot of endurance as a voiceover to record yeah. them because it's quite a lot of hours mm. you've got to sit or stand depending on how strong you are to record them at the because every different part of the book moves isn't it? it's like a written movie audiobooks I find mm -hmm. so you've got to be able to be very excellent at moving through the script or the text etc using that but as a consumer I love listening to audiobooks it's one of my favorite things I love reading but I love that the audiobooks I feel like I feel like the author's walking with me yeah. you know I love it I love that it's like someone's walking with me holding my hand telling me mm -hmm. look at the colors look at this etc I love that but because I know how much work because imagine a nine hour audiobook mm -hmm. it is double triple four <laughs> times a month to get that recording down laid edited ready to go that's what but because that's why I even probably enjoy them listen to them even more mm -hmm. because I know how much labor went in to get mm -hmm. that book to where it is to get it on audible or wherever it is you buy it on mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. brilliant you've mentioned where to find all of your your newsletter mm -hmm. and, and your new courses and everything do you want to tell everybody where to find you on your socials and repeat your website again just so that we can all find you and follow you and find all your links and everything yeah definitely so I'm on Facebook and Instagram I'm uh, Leanne's voice so you'll be able to find me and I'm Leanne right l-e-i-g-h-a-n-n-e -N -N -E. so it's not that common so if you put in any of the other versions yeah. you might not find me so probably just chuck it into Google and mm -hmm. put in Leanne's voice you'll probably see Leanne Pinnock from Oh, I've forgotten that girl group, but her name comes up because she spells her Leanne the same as me. Okay. <laughs> um, but put in Leanne's voice and you'll find me on Instagram, on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. On Twitch, I'm called Lee the Voice. And I'm on LinkedIn as well. If you want to be professional, I'm on LinkedIn. Those are the key ones that I'm on. And I also love a bit of TikTok. TikTok okay. has just been my new thing. I love really? doing the videos. Yeah, I just love it. So I just go on TikTok. And of course, I'm also on YouTube as well, which get the longer version of the free classes because I teach live classes every Thursday, three o'clock about mm -hmm. speaking skills. Um, and you can see it live on Instagram. And then you can also watch it on YouTube as well, the replay. Yeah, I love those. And my website is www.leannsvoice.com. Oh, that's wonderful. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you can't wait to check out all your new things as well it sounds brilliant 
Leanne, I can't thank you enough for being so generous and giving so many great tips and insights into everything you do with speech coaching and everything. Yay, it's been excellent. Thank you so much, Paula, for having me on today. It's been great speaking to you and I hope the listeners really got loads of gems from it. And please feel free to stay in contact and um, any listeners that want to get hold of me. Paula's got my details and you can get hold of me. I'm not one of those people that are like, no, you've got to go through my PA, Charlotte and Felicity. (laughs) I'm not like that at all. If you message me, it's me getting back to you. Oh, that's lovely. Thank you so much. That's brilliant. Yeah, I'm sure people will get a lot out of this. I certainly have. Yeah, it's been brilliant. Thanks. Definitely. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to Leanne's Voice podcast today, giving you tips and hints on how to speak with more confidence and power in your business or side hustle. What did you think? Let me know. Leave a like or a comment and subscribe as well so you don't miss out all of my weekly podcasts too. Share it with a friend as well, someone who you know is going to get a lot from this. Also, I was just thinking, if you need more help and support on, you just want to improve your speaking but you just don't know how, please feel free to reach out to me. Check out my resources, courses and other digital products I've got on my website, www www.leansvoice.com. This month's course is how to use your voice and sound much stronger when you're speaking either in business, in your side hustle, on that Facebook live, wherever it is you've got to speak. Please feel free to check out the website and let me know your thoughts and ask me any questions because I go live every week on Facebook and Instagram. I can answer any questions for you that you might have an answer to.